Hey everybody, this is So Many Sequels, your book club for movies. I'm Josh. I'm Garrett. And I'm David. This week on the show, it's a So Many Sequels grab bag, and we have a lot to catch up on. That's right, the movie release schedule this month wasn't so great, so we decided to catch up on some movies from earlier in the year that we hadn't talked about yet. Some good, some bad, some new, some old, yeah. Plus, Taylor Swift made a big splash by bringing her heiress tour to a place that makes movies better. All that and a little Jimmy Buffett cameo. Be sure to follow us online at SoManySequels.com where you can find our back catalog of all our episodes as well as links to our social media accounts. You can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, on Threads, on TikTok. And of course, you can find us in whatever app you prefer for podcasting. Uh, and we've got the video up on YouTube, so be sure to check that out. And then finally, if you really love us, and I'm sure you do, you can support us directly on Patreon at patreon.com slash so many sequels. If you sign up there, you can join our exclusive Discord, hang out with us there, talk about movies, uh, and just all the other kinds of fun stuff that we like to do there. So check that out, patreon.com slash so many sequels. Uh, without any further ado, enjoy the show. What is that? Boys, this vacation. Stein of beer. Yeah, it's vacation. We're not talking. We're not talking about movies like normal. We're just here chit chatting, hanging out. If I drink a beer at nine, I'll be up all night. Well, you know, it's Labor Day weekend, so I just had a yeah, but I still don't want to. Just had a cold pop. Oh my god, that's that caffeine. That's going to keep you up. I got a limoncello. Hey, I got nowhere to be tomorrow. Right, lacrosse. I just got to do homework. Best case scenario, I'm taking my kid to the zoo. That's like the big thing mm. I got going on tomorrow. Why? Good to take me. That'll be yeah. fun. Everybody can go to the zoo if you want. We have uh, we have the yearly pass. Oh, do you? Yeah, uh, it's uh, it ends up if you go like at least twice a month or something like that, it ends up working out. Like it's kind of an hey, AMC A list level of uh, I, deal. I feel like with a kid, that's easy. You know? Oh yeah, and he because they always want to go to the zoo. Always wants to go to the zoo. Last time we went it was actually a awesome day going to zoo because we got there early and like every one of the big animals was out normally you know the lion he's in the inside yes. part but this time they were all out they were all out i tell you around. get there you get at the zoo in the morning and that's when the animals are the most active i found because you know when yeah. i uh, was unemployed working during the pandemic from home or whatever if the zoo was open uh anytime that i have like during a weekday mm-hmm. and i want to go to the zoo i try to get there in the morning because there's not a lot of people and that is when they are the most active i will say we went to the zoo a while back and we went to the monkey area, and I have never seen this before, but I was scared to death because I saw a real life angry chimpanzee, and it was scary. Oh yeah, and like fun. they on multiple occasions jumped in the air and front forward kicked the metal doors that were mm-hmm. in the cage, mm-hmm. and just like shout it, the whole zoo was echoing with this angry monkey kick, and it was one of the scariest things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I was with you at a different zoo, and maybe Andrew was there too, and a similar thing happened. Does this ring any bells to you, Garrett? We went to we the go Oklahoma to a zoo City in Chicago, zoo. or Oklahoma City, and I feel mm. like a monkey like hit the glass in front of Andrew or something, or a kid. Yeah. It's hard to tell the difference. 
You are correct, I believe. But I, I feel like I remember happen. that happening. And Had I was like, been, it would be, um, Andrew. He pisses we off every Chicago, animal he looks at. Because we went to that, we went, they, had that, they had beautiful free zoo in Chicago. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Highly recommend. What I'll say about the Tulsa Zoo, and like, I, I don't, don't, don't look at this as dogging on it too hard. Because it's not their fault. They've, they've made a lot of updates and added exhibits and stuff. But it kind of, it makes me kind of bummed that it, the majority of it seems to look exactly the same as it did when I was a little kid. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, ah, I wish they could really upgrade it better than this, because like, you once you've seen it, you've seen it for the next thirty years. Yeah, it. That's not untrue. I remember doing. It's not, field and trips. I hate that. I remember doing field trips you know? to it when I was a kid, and it, it in in many ways it is the same. Now, uh, the crazy part is is uh, what they have changed because the elephant area is like a completely like they've like gutted out all the stuff that was in there. They used to have mm-hmm. that big mastodon that was about to stomp on that guy do you remember that and they had the, mm-hmm. the trunk thing that you could control that was broken like probably two years after they put it in and i will uh, say yeah so like that's all ahead. gone they are baking a new oh, this is turned down a pr podcast for the zoo but that's why um <laughs> tulsa.org they got a lot of baby, baby animals right now yeah. sponsor us why don't you um we've got uh i think they're building a new elephant exhibit they what, are um... they're trying they're really they're trying to make everything kind of like regional so like animals that you would see in the same kind of area that are kind of grouped together in the past they were kind of just sprung out and it had like highlight over here highlight over here and they're trying to group them together and i like what they've done with some of it so i think that they're you know they are working it's just a slow oh, yeah. pace what animal would be in the so many sequels sponsored exhibit <laughs> I am a red panda fan, so in, I mean that ties in. Okay. We've done, um, we I did the red panda. Turning movie red, that I, we did. We turning red. I feel like mm-hmm. that would be a great mascot. Okay. Um, fascinating question. Um, you know, personal favorite animal all time is uh, the rhino. Um, mm. so my heart. <laughs> That's a number two. My heart for me. leans That's there. Two. It's uh, it's gray, so it matches our color scheme a little bit with the black and gray. Um, hmm. I'm gonna, let me let me do some quick statistics. J- Josh, what do you think? I'm going to look at our stats, see if there's a common animal we've had in our shows. So for some reason, and I think it's because of the nature of movies and movie theaters and cinema and all that, I picture us being a nocturnal exhibit. Mm. Uh, we're in a building, we're in a room where the lights are really low and you're like peeking in the window at the bats mm. and other like nocturnal creatures because it's dark when you watch movies. That's true. Uh, That's true. So I, I, I kind of see us sponsoring a, a creepy crawly nocturnal exhibit. A bat, a snake maybe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's fun. You know, uh, hard to not say, uh, we've done four Ninja Turtles movies, hard not to say a turtle. One of the big tortoises, maybe. We should do... Now, that's what we should do, Tulsa Zoo. <laughs> Listen to this. <laughs> we should we should have a thing with new movies. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's a turtle movie, maybe we sponsor the, the 100-year-old tur- tortoise. You know, maybe, maybe we, we sponsor the uh, Timon and Pumbaa someday. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got meerkats. Mm-hmm. And, they got uh, lions. And, yeah. Tigers. And I think they even have a warthog. They got a bear. It's not on cocaine. but They do not have a cocaine bear. Uh, but they could, <laughs> with one simple little thing. In Tulsa, just it's more like mistake. it'd be fentanyl. Oh, that's just sad. <laughs> meth. This meth podcast bear. is dark. <laughs> it got dark, but you know, it'll come back around. Yeah, you know. Um, that's wild. <laughs> yeah, I think I think a red panda, um, and nocturnal creepy crawlies and a rhino would be good. There you go. 
The rhinos were actually out the last yeah. time we were there. I was so excited because normally they're just in their really? little barn, but they were actually running around in their area. Little baby one was running around. They've the got a lot of babies over there. Zoo I saw a rhino at. I haven't been to the Tulsa Zoo in a hot minute, though. It, really they have they one. have made a lot of changes. Definitely worth going. But uh, definitely worth going. But it is like there's like you could, they still got some work to do. The really the new stuff is the, is the kids the kids play area. That's they've really expanded that out. When I was a kid, it was I just did. like one big train that everybody pretended to be Indiana Jones on. I did a couple of years ago go to the Los Angeles Zoo, and that was really cool. Mm. They got a lot of good stuff there. Big, I'll bet. Big sprawling zoo. Saw a giraffe. Those were cool. Yeah, That's dope. Like baby giraffes, giraffes at, the, at the Tulsa Zoo right now. Well, they got a baby now, huh? Yeah, they got a little baby giraffe. It's pretty cool. It's not all brown like that giraffe in Cincinnati or wherever it was, but... I was going to ask, nice. do you guys remember when everybody was freaking out over that elephant or that giraffe that was going to give birth on a live cam i do i do we were what was what was wrong with us you as know, a society as a species simpler times hey you know what Free were we that desperate days. that's the purity element of the internet that we want to cling to is just the idea that we could all be watching april the giraffe that was her name or a giraffe uh yeah one of my coworkers remember, is still obsessed with fiona the hippo yeah i remember being in a uh, news at the time and i always wanted to stream the giraffe <laughs> And I don't blame him. It was like a thousand live viewers every time watching this giraffe lay in the dirt. I tell you what, people love nature. All right, uh, we stream bald <laughs> eagle cam. You know where you just there's just there's just eagles in this nest all day, and they fly out and they come back. Bald eagle cam. Uh, one of the best impromptu live streams I ever did in news was uh, like three years ago. There was a volcano, volcanic eruption in Hawaii, and so. Uh, there was just lava pouring out of like uh, one of the feeds that CBS had access to. Stream that for like two hours. Tons of views. It was great. People love nature. That is true. All right, That's we can't true. use any of this. This is all. Nah, we can use some of it. Um, I, I do want to. I do want to talk a little bit about movies because I've, I've I've tried to catch up and see some things lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I've honestly watched a lot of old movies, but I did watch one new one that I wanted to bring. As up. did I. Oh, did you? Yeah, well, 2023 uh, I, movie. I won't say it's new. I watched last night um, a new movie called Bottoms. Oh, yeah. You guys hear about Bottoms I've at all? heard tell of this. It stars... Just the, just the stories. It stars Rachel uh, Sinat, who you might recognize from a few indie movies she's done. Uh, she was in uh, Shiva Baby Shiva Baby a couple years ago, and then uh, co-starring Ao and Ibiri. Uh, who we've talked about on the show previously. She was in uh She's Teenage everywhere in 2023. She's, She's a star of 2023. And the best way I can think to describe this movie is it's like um, Superbad meets Booksmart meets Fight Club. And it's really fun. So the premise is these two girls, and this is a because I said I brought in Superbad and, and, and Booksmart. It's raunchy. Um, these these two seniors in high school, uh, they're both queer women, and they want they decide to start a fight club at school in order to get laid. Uh, that is their plan. Uh, they <laughs> the the world you will because I want you guys to see it as soon as you can because I it's one of my top movies of the year already. Um, you have to accept that the world's a little absurd, and you kind of get that as it goes. You're like, oh, this is not. This is, I can't think of this as real life. Mm. Uh, it, it, it leans into the absurdity in the, in the, in this, in the ways where like, 
the whole school is solely obsessed with the football team and winning the big rivalry game, mm-hmm. and they are obsessed to the point where, like, the the, the principal will like rig the school to help the the quarterback, and like, it's it's goofy, absurd, but it is so funny. It I feel like it really captures um, this type of like Gen Z and millennial humor, where like nothing matters, nothing's real. It like really leans into that idea i think and it's just really funny it, it's uh it's got a weirdly strong message in the same ways that barbie does mm. uh, where it's like oh this is really goofy but there is some seriousness in the layers so highly recommend bottoms i laughed my bottom off haha yeah. I uh you know I, I I would have high hopes. I I think that potentially my comedy bone is like broken at this point cuz yeah. I feel like comedies just aren't doing it for me as much anymore as mm. as they once did and I don't know why. It's cuz they're not as funny. I really think this is a thing. <laughs> like I think we're in a dry spell of comedy. I don't know if it's the pandemic that has kind of mm-hmm. like warped our minds for a little bit um but oh i think you i think you're right comedies have been lacking in the last several years yeah you know and and that's not to say there haven't been movies i i've seen movies that have made me laugh that are funny um you know barbie was funny dungeons and dragons was very funny but i wouldn't really consider those like pure comedies and no the the strictly like comedic low budget movie or mid-budget movie like doesn't exist anymore do you think it can? Because like I look at like movies like can. Liar Liar and stuff, and and like you know Jim Carrey, he you know back in when he was box office king, you know he it would just be a literal stupid movie. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if that could be as successful as it used to be, and I don't know if people want that. I mean, I feel like it would just be like a week of funny, and then that. But I feel like if you want to be funny, you have to be more than just a comedy anymore because you don't get that kind of attention and everything happens so fast. So like you'll be in there a week and then something else will come out and then people will be done with you. And I think that could also lead to like, I don't know, short form attention. Maybe we see something that's funny and then we move on. We see something. I don't want to sit there for an hour and a half and laugh at the same thing. No. And I think it's because what audiences find funny changes over time, right? Like, uh, what worked in the 90s doesn't work now. Uh, what works now wouldn't have worked in the 90s. Uh, so I think Hollywood has to figure out what audiences find funny because I don't think TikTok, they know right that's now. That's what they find funny. That's all they find funny is TikTok. It, and that is probably why we're seeing more comedy movies starring uh, younger Gen Z leads like Bottoms, like Bodies, 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 um, and, and a few others because they do know what's funny to, to people today. And then, like, older people just don't. Like, I think back to the, another big uh, A-list, raunchy comedy, No Hard Feelings, came out earlier this year. That was, like, okay at best. And it was because they didn't know what was funny because they were trying to make uh, people in the early 2000s laugh. Mm. It just missed because it's like, okay, uh, Jennifer Lawrence just saying the F word while naked is not funny. It would have been maybe 15 years ago you would laugh at that because it's shocking and funny, I guess. But it's not funny mm-hmm. anymore. It's just... It gives old school vibes. It gives old school vibes. So I think they're spitting out way too and many I mean old school vibe comedy movies. 
And I mean specifically yeah, the movie yeah, Old the School. Movie. Like where oh, old school. There's a little well, bit that of, too. Where there's like phys- there's like a little bit of like physical like humor as well. But it's I don't know, like I think it comes down to personalities. Like you you mentioned Jim Carrey, and obviously there was that long stretch where Will Farrell was just uh, you know, really big. But I just kind of feel like whether it's the people who the people who dominated in that category years ago, like your your Adam Sandler's and your Will Farrell's and your Ben Stiller's and your Jim Carrey's and uh gosh, I'm probably leaving somebody else off there who made like a big string of movies. Maybe Eddie Murphy. Like right. they're not making big movies anymore well, or, or or popular movies anymore. And then like I don't feel like anybody, maybe with the exception of Kevin Hart, has really come up in the in this you know to fill that void to be just like a powerful like comedy every year every year and a half you know robin williams used to put out like three movies a year uh uh, you know at a certain point like i but i just don't feel like any comedian has stepped up to that level uh in the last 10 to 15 years maybe with the exception of kevin hart um yeah kevin hart's had a decent uh movie run but i also don't think I don't know if I think actors sell movies anymore uh, like that. I don't know, I know that that exists anymore. But I know? think that's how those mid-budget comedies worked. Like at the time, they, yeah. They, but they now they relied on they relied on the star power of the lead. Mm-hmm. And now they have to figure out what else to rely on because star power has lost a lot of meaning. And you know it has. And I think I think, and that means they're going to have to rely on strong writers. They're going to, have to rely on good writers. Definitely not the writers of Cocaine Bear. I watched that this week, uh, last night. Oh, is that what you watched? David? I watched Cocaine Bear. Not, not really you very didn't funny. Like it, huh? Better as a thriller at times, and it was a comedy. Uh, if it was supposed to be a comedy, it wasn't. I don't know. It wasn't that funny. It's based on true events, David. Ah. This really it's happened. Historical fiction at best. This is really the worst. Really, what happened? The worst written true events that ever happened. Uh, because it was just. I don't know. It just felt like it felt like they. I don't know. It felt like even even when they're writing it, they couldn't come up with like an original idea to embellish the story. You know what I mean? It was like by the time I realized that I was with I was in the final act. I was like, "This is the final act. Like this is it. Like this." They could have gone so much bigger and so much crazier with what this is. Uh, What would have been the successful cocaine bear to David? Mm, Because to me, that that general premise is about as far as crazy as you can go. So how much farther can you, would your brain have taken it? Okay. Because I feel like, again, I ain't saying in the praises of this movie, but if you're talking about absurdity and wild and crazy, literally a bear on cocaine is about as tops as you can get. I know, but it just didn't, it didn't go anywhere. Like the bear was even like, not even that much of the, you big, want a character bear, arc for the, the cocaine bear? wasn't bear? even that big of a, a threat. The other people were the bigger threat, really. Ray Liotta was the big threat in that movie. Um, Ray Liotta was always the big threat. Yeah, and then, and then I got to be honest, I completely forgot that Ray Liotta passed away, like within the making of that movie, because like the movie came up at the end. It said, "In loving memory of Ray Liotta," and I was like, "That's weird. He died in the movie. Oh wait, he died in real life too. Um, that's too <laughs> bad." Uh, Cocaine Bear manages to get inside a SWAT van and gets taken back to society, and now he's loose in the city. That's something uh, that that would raise the scale a little bit. I think. I don't know. Like I can't. I I wouldn't. I I don't propose to know the perfect way to write Cocaine Bear, 
But uh, I can tell you this. What I watched was so dull. So dull. I, I, midway uh, towards the end, I, I, I heard my wife gasp and I walked back and she was watching TikToks that were two times as entertaining as Cocaine Bear. So I don't know. I believe that. I do believe I don't know. That. I think... I think there's a lot of things that have gone into the to, to what's killed comedies, mid-budget comedies. I think that uh, part, I think an element of it is, is like a lot of people, okay, so uh, what is it? Adam Devine, or Devine, got in some, uh, got in some thing where he mentioned uh, the Marvel, he thinks Marvel movies have had an impact. I would also like to argue that I think that like Judd Apatow movies have had an impact because his version of comedies have been very popular, right? But they're so dependent on like low key stakes, like very, very tiny, like, 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 uh, you know, it's very real, very, uh, like concrete ideas, right? Like there's nothing overly absurd that happens in most Judd Apatow movies, right? Super bad. They're in high school, knocked up. It's just people got knocked up, right? This is 40, two people turned 40. Like, uh, it's, it's like very, and like you go back to like those movies, the, whether it's the Will Ferrell's or the Jim Carrey's, like everything is like, do, 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 like, like this things just get bigger and bigger and they just build to this massive crescendo that's like, and there's just comedy all along the way. I don't know. Maybe I'm overreacting on that. I'm just like thinking like, well, what's been popular? What are the comedies that have succeeded? And I don't know. But I, 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 I'm glad to know that I'm not the only one. I just feel like I've watched, I've watched comedies from the last few years. I'm just like, these aren't that funny. No, you're right. Damn. Anyway, random tangent. But <laughs> Garrett, have you watched anything new? No. 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 Um, I feel like did I talk about <laughs> the fact? I can't remember if I already talked about the fact that I watched Asteroid City. Did I talk about that? Mm, I think no, you, you watched did. Asteroid City. I feel like City. I did. Yeah, I did. It was good. It was fine. Perfectly fine. Again, I feel like that's if, if this is a rehash, I won't. I won't make it too long for the the dedicated listeners who remember more than me. Uh, clearly, because I don't remember if I already had this or not. But uh, it was fine. I really like the aesthetic of Wes Anderson movies more than I like to walk away from them. Usually, I walk away going, ah, I don't know. It looked really cool. <laughs> um, it was a little too a little too much to follow. Um, but he's, that's what he does. Characters were fine. They were enjoyable. Um, again, it looked great. It was just one of those where it's like, I appreciate what you're doing. It just goes a little over my head and like, I'm okay with that. Sometimes movies are smarter than me and this is one that you could argue is. So if you're a fan and I don't get it, (laughs) that just means a movie smarter than me. How about that? Don't attack me. Internet Wes Anderson fans. I'm afraid of you. Well, they're gonna. Hopefully Judd Apatow Uh, fans will come after me. There was one other new, new-ish movie I watched, uh, which was on Netflix, and it was another comedy. You are so not invited to my bat mitzvah. You guys know about this? Mm. I feel like I I've do. Heard the it's title. an Adam Sandler. It's uh, Adam Sandler written, and I think it's got his kids in it, right? It's it's Adam Sandler and his whole family. <laughs> it's okay. super I'm weird. I'm game for that. I'm uh, game for that. His wife is in it, but he, but doesn't play his wife. Adina Menzel does. Uh, Adele Dazeem, of course. And yeah. his his real life daughters play his daughters in the movie, and Adam's really not in it that much. Uh, it's more about the um, middle daughter, Sonny Sandler, mm. I believe. Um, okay. So it's like absolutely nepotism the movie, but they're pretty <laughs> good. Like they're pretty good for. Well, I've never seen them act before. 
Yeah. And it was interesting, and it was nice to see Adam Sandler in like a pulled back uh, dad role where he really just kind of popped in when he was needed. Yeah. yeah. So it was interesting, you know? I wonder. I, I'd recommend it, it just because it's streaming. I don't know if I'd spend money on it, but. Should it? Should it's it not, count as it's not a dumb Sandler movie. Go ahead. Should what it about count nepotism? as nepotism when your when your parents when your parents are the ones making the movie? Like, well, they, I like, mean, they clearly they made Netflix making you know, the like, movie. Well, like clearly though, Sandler was like, I want to make a movie with my kids. Like that's right, like the whole right. premise. It was like he was he was like, I want to make a family movie, and then he was like, and I'm now look, my kid. I call it nepotism you know? the movie jokingly. <laughs> I don't really care. But like technically, <laughs> it is right. Like it is. Well, that's what it is. I think, but it's fine. I'm fine with it. I don't have a problem. Get your kid a job. Yeah, yeah. Not necessarily you, yeah. but this would be like if you made a home movie, but you got to have Netflix's Netflix pay for it. <laughs> oh, that's what happened. <laughs> it is a Netflix original. There you go. Um, couple All older right. things. I just have to spit out. Because I've been on an old movie kick too, as I rewatch Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, uh, based kinda... on because uh, of Surf's Up's high recommendation. Thank you. <laughs> yes, because of Surf's Up, that also I thought held up well. It's come up okay. in conversation how? a few times lately, so I felt how. David was never a fan, though. Um, I wasn't. I it's wasn't. not it that. Was. Well, if you were never a fan, you're not going to be now. But I mean it aged yeah. well in the sense of, like, it didn't age poorly. Like, I didn't watch it and think, mm. ooh, some of this is bad now. Like, no, it's pretty, um, still pretty good. There's a few lines where it's like, ah, they probably wouldn't say that today, but it wasn't horribly offensive. But I still think it really captures uh, how weird high school in a small town is. Mm. And I know that, like, I don't know. I didn't grow up in a small town. I went to, you know, Broken Arrow is a huge school, but it feels small town, so I feel like, ah, this is what it feels like. David, Maybe, David, that's why you don't like small... it, because you went to a small town, right? Oh. Try that in a small town. No, I don't think that's why I didn't like it. Uh, okay. I grew up with, I grew up surrounded by idiots, and so it just, that's probably why it <laughs> felt very similar. Um, no, I think, I really liked the um, the Uncle Rico character was the one that really cracked me up of all the characters yeah, in that movie. Funny. Um, when he's like, you think I can throw football over that mountain? I was like, yeah, that's pretty accurate around here. Um, but uh, I remember just, I remember everybody, this was another one of those movies. It was like, uh, it was like Anchorman and Talladega Nights where people just relentlessly quoted that movie over and over again. And by the time I finally saw it, I was like, this is the movie. Like, there's like, there's not I a movie. I can see here. you being sick of it if you hadn't seen it until after the oversaturation. For sure. After the explosion. I think like, I, I probably it saw it. Buster. Yeah, I think it was a similar situation for me. I just remember thinking, like, this. I was like, is this all the deleted scenes playing back to back? Where's the Where's the movie part of this this film? Amazing. What else do we want to talk about? David, know. you had talked about. Like, like, you know, we got to talk about the big. We got, we got to talk about the big news, and that's the Taylor Swift, right? Yeah. Can talk about Taylor Swift. Exer Swift. Josh, you, Josh, you're the you're the Swift you're the Swift spurt. Huge um, Swift talk spurt about this, this and show. the excitement. That you and all of the other Swifties in the world probably are feeling as these uh, concert dates continue to be announced. So look, literally the hottest ticket on the planet is Taylor Swift's Ares Tour. You can't get it. You can't get in unless you're one of those super fans who can go three times in six countries. I don't know how they do it, but they. I exist. know some people that way. They have. See, I knew one it. here, two overseas. Craziness. I wish I could do that. I tried to get in the first batch. Ticketmaster said f you. 
they did a second batch a couple weeks ago. Ticketmaster said F you to me again. So I was like, I'm never going to see this show. I just want to go see this concert. I like her. I've been a fan for a long time. Uh, it's 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 never been more cool to like Taylor Swift. For a very long time, it was very not true. cool. Um, oh, yeah. And I just had to sit there in silence being my little Swifty fan. And now it's cool and I want to go. So I can't. But the queen came through the other day. <laughs> Surprise announcement. The Airs Tour live, in, or not live, but the Theaters Tour live experience in cinemas starting October 13th. What's interesting about it uh, is, I, I need to read more into this, into this, but AMC is apparently acting as like an exhibitor and distributor for this film. Uh, so they're involved in it in some way. Uh, but they're also playing it at Cinemark and Regal, uh, so it'll be nationwide. And people lost their marbles. Uh, My understanding is that Taylor Swift is going to actually jump out of every AMC whenever she jumps into the stage. I think that she flies out of the AMC. If she does, they charged way too little. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I was able to get in. I was able to finally get a ticket. I'll watch her on a TV screen the size of uh, the moon, but that's fine too. It's not live, but I'll take it. Now, what's been cool for theaters... Bye, David. Uh, hopefully he'll come back because I was just about to like go into stuff that I thought he would have stuff to say, box office wise and whatnot. But um, so when I got on to to buy the tickets on AMC, uh, I was met with a freaking online queue. They had to they had a, such a server overload that I was like, it was like you can buy tickets to Taylor Swift Eras Tour in fifteen minutes, and I had to sit there and wait for the app to to cool down and let me in. And this was wow. if you wanted to buy tickets to any movie. You couldn't. Mm. <laughs> you had to wait in the queue. I Goodness read later. Gracious. So AMC put out a press release saying that it was like their single biggest day, single day ticket sales ever. But they mm. also said they had been working on it and they upgraded their server capacity to handle five times the normal amount. And that still required them to use a queue system. They were more. They were more prepared than Ticketmaster. They were more prepared than Ticketmaster, but it still is like, look, she's the most powerful person alive. I'm convinced of it. Yeah, I'm not really sure what what sparked the, I won't say resurgence, but sort of a surgence of Taylor Swift. Uh, I, I guess it really has to do with her settlement and all that. Look, this could but... be. A, I, I we could. I, I could. I could tell you everything. I could tell you everything. <laughs> I'll give you the spark notes. But, the swift notes is that she has a great comeback story. She controls right. her narrative very well. You might remember uh, a few years ago this big dust up with Kanye West and and Kim, not the one where he tried to take her award away, but the one where he accused her of like uh, backstabbing Illegal, him, illegally recording him and stuff. Right. So she was like canceled before canceling was a thing. Mm-hmm. Um. So she went away for a long time. Then uh, the real recording came out, and it turned out Kim and Kanye doctored it, because of course they did. They're terrible people and always have been. (laughs) Uh, So then she was like, see, motherfuckers, I told you. I'm good. Then, yes, there was also that settlement where she sued uh, a radio promoter, I think, that that, uh, sexually harassed her. Uh, But she sued him for $1 just to prove a point. So there's all these things where people are now like, oh, my God, this woman is like, not taking shit and not taking no for an answer and and she's doing this big comeback so i think that's the resurgence Hmm. is i Hmm. think people are like yeah 
The, yeah. The resurgence. Oh, and has... there's the whole she's taking back her musical recordings. Right. Because they were stolen from her. Right. So now manager. she's the Taylor versions are coming right. out. So she said, fine, if you won't let me have my masters, I will simply re-record all of them and render them yeah. useless to you. Yeah. And the fans were like, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. To the point where they like the hardcore fans will not listen to the streams of the of the stolen versions, they call them. Mm. They don't mm. want to give that label any money. Interesting. So um, that's, I, uh, that's my opinion. I, my, my, the, the resurgence has in sort of inadvertently captured my wife, who oh, was yeah. probably uh, the number one Swift hater uh, in the world uh, for a long time, for many years. And she's coming around. Um, going all the way back to the Joe Jonas days, she was a big Taylor Swift hater. So she's so so I mean so she was a she was a pre-established Swifty hater, right? And uh, for whatever reason, well, I know the reason, but I won't get into the nitty gritty of that. This year, she's turned the corner. She heard a song, and it changed something. Something grew in her, and now, by virtue of not changing my opinion at all, I am the Swift hater in the house. Uh, just because I like her, but you, not you, enough you're to just, love her. Yeah, you're. Yeah, you're I like Taylor Swift a lot. Now, I, 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 I'm, I'm a, I'm a loser who still likes her. Probably pre. What was the one where she released "Shake It Off"? Pro- I like yeah, probably speak now and earlier. Is still my favorite era, if you will. But um, you're not wrong. I'm a big fan of debut era, and I'm waiting. Yeah. I'm waiting for that little country twang to come back. Oh, uh, me too. Yeah. No, I. You know. I'm a simple man. I'm a simple pleasures. I liked I liked that 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 first pop album. I thought it was really I thought it was really cool. But I wasn't really interested in going along. But now she's bigger and a bit bigger than uh, the Beatles. So like I don't uh, I, I'm 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 happy for her. But if you want to talk about the uh, movie and yes. these presales, I can. It's hugely can important to cinema. I think. Info on that. I was gonna well, say do, before we even get to what has already been done. Is this going to be the number one movie of the year do do the swift nation have it in them to make this the number one movie of the year i'm not willing to say that but i will say they do have it in them i don't think okay that's fair i believe they have it in them if they really wanted to they could do it so it's only releasing in north america right now so we'll only get to look at the domestic record um so like it's not going to touch uh barbie's 1.3 whatever billion worldwide but it could, I, you know, I'm not going to say it couldn't hit domestically that 500, 600 million mark. I don't know anymore because all bets are off with Taylor Swift things. Mm-hmm. No one expected the tour to do what it did. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's already smashed single day sales records and it's already beaten Spider-Man No Way Home's uh, pre-sale record. So like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's very, uh, it'll be very interesting to see because yeah, I mean, if it has only, if it only has like a four week run, if it has like a limited run, uh, if it's only in the United States. Um, it'll be hard to say exactly. I mean, there's only so many. And if they, and if it depends on if they're going to have it in theaters every every day of the week, or if they're only doing like I don't know, you know what I mean. So um, I can already tell you that initially there were only a smattering of showings, and they quickly added a metric butt ton of them. So yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, well, according, when I, how many millions of people cannot see this show? And ha- this is the only way, like you, Josh. You're like this is the only way that you can see it. And if they were Probably. smart, they would keep this in the theaters until people stopped buying tickets. I would expect mm-hmm. that because I think the theaters will be desperate to keep to keep ticket sales going. They're um, gonna need something. 
I mean, the yeah. writer. This is this is a uh, an added element, I guess you could say, of the writer strike. I don't know how quickly they put all this together, but with movies, with with some movies of from this year already getting booted to next year, mm-hmm. um, you know, the theaters can't take a risk on that. So if they can get something like this, and it sounds like there's no major studio involved with this. Um, no, like I said, some I... Of the studio heads are upset about that, <laughs> as you would you would expect. So like. The theaters, it's exclusive, like with with uh, AMC and Taylor's people, and like well, and like uh, you know the other theater chains are involved as well. But um, according to The Verge, the um, single day uh, sales they shattered it with twenty six million on day one. Uh, no Way Home had the record with sixteen point nine. Now, I was reading from other um, uh, from other box office analysts that the projection right now it's going to come out October thirteenth. The projection for now is a minimum of 70 million opening weekend which would be very very good i know that doesn't sound it sounds like if you, it sounds like well if the pre-day sales are better than no way home it would open bigger than no way home but um but that's just people who have obviously bought ahead of time you don't really know how many people will go the weekend of so it could be more could be way less but if it is i'll tell you this if it is say 75 million it would immediately become the biggest ever concert movie ever released um this is a little gamble with my wife the other night do you guys want to try to guess the number one concert movie of all time um, pink floyd whatever they uh, did Glee pink, floyd. pink floyd no garrett no justin bieber you never say floyd. never it's what it is it's justin bieber's never say never uh never gross the lifetime never. gross 73 yeah. million back Didn't in bts have one that came out a while ago too i BTS feel like that'd be pretty high up there did have one it did not go very high uh really in the States. no oh. uh but i think you guys i think you could get number two i think you could it brought in 72 million back in 2009 now think who is on the level of a taylor swift in all you know at this point no one. Oh well yeah i mean <laughs> maybe no one oh the queen bee beyonce no, I Beyonce. I don't think Beyonce's had a had a had a. Uh, I don't want to say it, film. but like I don't think she's as big anymore. Now I'll tell you this: this person in two thousand nine, she was. Oh yeah, and that you know, easy. Um, I, I this, this, oh, this person is dead. Yeah. Um. So I I just found some information from Billboard about about the the release deal mm. uh, that they made with AMC. So initially, they did. Uh, Swift, Taylor's team did talk with typical studio distributors at first but all those talks broke down this is my assumption uh, coming in here i assume because they were being dicks about it uh, like they are Probably. when they're negotiating with literally everyone alive right now mm-hmm. uh, so the headline is how taylor swift ditched dealing with hollywood studios to release the heiress tour film with amc and so long story short it sounds like <laughs> taylor swift's dad scott swift knew through somebody the ceo of amc they got on the phone the ceo of amc negotiated it directly with her parents and ended up with a deal for theaters to receive 43 percent of the gross uh box office and the remaining 57 percent will be split between amc and taylor swift so amc going to be making bank on this and the studios Mm -hmm. yeah are probably furious but you know what Find more ways around the studios. I'm I mean, at that. this point, it could also be one of the biggest indie movies of all time in that regard, yeah. um, since there's no major distributor. Um, the, the David, what was number way, two? It was This Is It. 
Michael Jackson's This Is It oh, was the other never one. Guessed that. But this will probably be, if it opens, say, above $70 million, it'll be the biggest of all time and probably la- like leave all the other ones in the dust. Um, Do you guys have any concert no, films that you liked growing up? Uh, Blue Collar Comedy you, Tour? You know, for me, like, you know, <laughs> I I was thinking more along the lines of like growing up, you know, I would always listen to uh, or watch the Fleetwood Mac, the dance, or mm. I believe it was the dance, you know, that one, uh, the Garth Brooks from 1991, I think, mm. whenever he's yeah. up there singing in the dual disc uh, live mm. album that he has. It's not yeah. technical. Mm. I don't know if it was a film, you know, but it was it was a live like concert. I do to, like, like those big live events that they had. You know, that's yeah. that's really what I remember growing up. I, I don't think watching I watching Garth's yeah. Central Park concert mm-hmm. on HBO. Mm-hmm. That was a cool one. And then I also remember I really liked Michael Jackson's This Is It when it came out. Um, I watched that and had the album. Uh, but I wasn't really huge into concert films. No, I don't think I've ever really seen one, at least not on television. I think I probably saw the NSYNC one back when it was on television at some point. You know, NSYNC did uh, Bigger Than Live or whatever it was. Back in tw- back in like oh one, so uh, so yeah, I don't know. Probably probably that. I I I, uh, I can't say that I've seen that many. Are you, hmm. I, Josh? I assume you are you are planning to try to see Eras. Oh, I've already purchased a ticket. Yes. Oh, there you go. I thought I wasn't sure if you said you'd actually managed to pick. No, it up I did get one. Um, in hindsight, I wish I had waited because they added more screens. <laughs> and so when I when I got on. They were only showing it in Dolby and IMAX like one time a day. And now they've like kicked out whatever else was in there and fully booked it. Um, because now there's a ton of show times for Dolby and AMC or and mm-hmm. IMAX. Many of them already sold out. Not surprising. Now, do you have seen. your have you picked out your your costuming for the event? I have going to be a lot of Swifties there. There are gonna a lot be of a opportunities lot of there. Um, I will probably be seeing this movie at least twice. Mm. Uh with different people, so it depends on if I need two outfits or 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 not. Uh, what era will I be? I don't know. Um, will you be more of an Jake Gyllenhaal? Era, I think. No, I would never do something so brazen <laughs> <Red> and stupid. <laughs> I don't want to get attacked. Yeah. Although it would be funny to walk in with the red scarf. I'm really curious as to how it's going to go because there's already like I've seen funny TikToks of people like green screening themselves in a movie theater and it's like me watching exorcist on october 13th and all they hear is taylor swift in the background <laughs> from the side theaters um because uh their b- audiences are being encouraged to dance to sing to mm-hmm. wear costumes to make friendship bracelets all the stuff they're doing at the live tour they're saying do it in the movie theater i don't know if they will because there's a weird unspoken rule that i don't know if people will break but it is apparently encouraged oh they'll break so I'm curious. If they do sing and dance, maybe I'll join along. I don't want to be the one weirdo, though. Oh, yeah. You don't want to start. You don't want to be the person who starts singing. But you definitely, Look, if everybody hoping, else is already doing it, it's hard not to. I'm hoping people sing along and just dance in their seats because I think it would be weird to stand up and dance in a movie theater. You don't want to, you don't want to be me and be the only guy singing Push in the middle of the Barbie movie. <laughs> oh, that would be the point, I guess. Fits that perfectly. There you go. No, it'll be fun. It'll be it'll be good, and it'll be good for theaters. Uh, I don't they, imagine I'm going to see it, but uh, but really, uh, you're work. not even curious in any way, shape, or form. No, you'd rather not watch really. Cocaine Bear than this. 
Can I no, ask? I, I don't rather. Want, I still I don't want you to get into the nitty gritty. No, David, you literally would rather watch Cocaine Bear than this. No, no, that's yes. not necessarily the case. But you did watch. That's absolutely the case. You said you don't see think that you have any reason to because... see this. You willingly sat down and watched Cocaine Bear. Thus, because... you absolutely would rather watch Cocaine Bear more than this. There's because... no arguing that. I could watch Cocaine Bear in the quiet of my home. It's true. I don't want to go watch a Taylor Swift movie with Swifties. Well, yeah, That's going to be like, what's the point? What am I going to be able to hear or see? That's the best. She's going to get it. up there. And she's going to be like, you know, sometimes I have a bruise or something like that. And then she's going to start singing brew, whatever that brew song is. And then everybody's going to be yelling the whole time during the movie. I'm not going to be able to enjoy that. That's like going to see Rocky Horror Picture Show. That's called a concert. Like you're going experience. for the audience experience. Have you have you been to a concert before? I mean, it's basically going to be a concert. I imagine this I'd is go to the be concert. a whole concert experience of people, but you can't get a ticket. That's why all of these people are going to be there singing at the top of their lungs. Like they're not going to be able to stop them. They're just mm-hmm. honestly, if I were AMC, every single theater starting at the same time <laughs> for maybe one or two days is nothing but this movie, and then everyone yeah. can uh, just sing. Well, especially for places like where we are in Oklahoma where this state does not have a stadium big enough for her tour. That's the issue. Like, mm-hmm. we can't see mm-hmm. her because we don't have the infrastructure to support her popularity. <laughs> I, I'm just, it's, you know, that's the way it goes. That's she can't sing it like, uh, she can't sing it like in, like, Norman? Eh. A college football stadium? We're talking we're talking about NFL stadiums this woman's filling. I mean, well, that's all we got to offer. Is I know, and she says, We can give you a 70,000-seat stadium. How many is Gaylord said? I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, a lot, but... It's, it's a lot. 74. Just about 74. We saw we saw a super show there one time. We with, did see uh, a super show Garth there. Garth Brooks, Toby long, Keith, but, uh, Willie Nelson was there. Toby Keith. Brooks and Dunn. It was a good show. Mel Tillis. <laughs> um... Man, I had something but, else yeah, I was no, to say I about mean, that. I, I hope it does well. Yeah. I think it will. Oh, uh, th- uh, yeah, another detail uh, in the article was that part of the deal is that theaters must carry it for a minimum of four weeks. Mm. They can carry it up to 26 weeks without worrying that the terms of the deal will change. And after 13 weeks, of course, uh, Taylor is free to put the film on a streaming service if she wishes. Oh, aka. Ooh, so, so it comes down to like, I guess she can decide whether to keep it in theaters after 13 weeks or put it somewhere streaming. Probably Disney or something. She's been doing Disney stuff lately. I think. Has she? Okay. Well, you know, my, the, my first thought would have been Apple. The well, that's possible too. I just know that the folklore sessions came out on Disney Plus. So, mm. I never, I never listened to those. Yeah, but uh, yeah. heard good things. Anyway, I didn't expect to get to uh, to nerd out on Taylor Swift so much. Let the internet roasting begin. Uh, no, I think uh, the uh, uh, you know, you'll have your you'll have your allies. What is yeah. what uh, d- is there a word for allies in the Swiftum? Just other Swifties, I think. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, yeah, I don't know. That'll be that'll I'm, be big. That'll yeah. be a big weekend. Will it be the number one movie of the year? I don't know. I don't think so. I kind of don't Over, think so either. But like, I can't. I think say it definitely if they leave it in for. For like you said, twenty six weeks almost four months, it'll probably do well over hundred, two hundred million, three hundred million. Is this yeah. for sure? Is this a Halloween movie? Can we hmm. consider this a Halloween movie? I guess we don't it really know until scary. we see it because there, I mean, there's costumes. My thing are there is parts that are scary? I don't know. Maybe there will absolutely be screaming people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. There might even be blood. There will yes. be blood. There will be tears. Yeah. Sometimes when you yeah. cry, you there will be, be trouble. 
Let me t- let me say this though. This is people will be screaming for God. I didn't mm-hmm. even consider this until well after pictures I read will it. burn. So when the same day the film was announced, um, Universal and Bloomhouse went, <laughs> "We're going to move The Exorcist uh, mm-hmm. up a week to October 6th. Taylor Swift got Universal to move The Exorcist off of a Friday the Thirteenth release date. Mm-hmm. Think about that double layer, because she her favorite number is thirteen, so everything's thirteen with her. But that's also the perfect day for a horror movie to come out. And it was going to be the Exorcist sequel. And David, I don't know if you've seen that trailer yet, but it's the scariest trailer I've seen in a long, long time. Very scary, David. It's We're very make scary. You watch it. Oh, no. Hey, well, we should talk about this next week since we don't really have a plan. But we are going to be doing our Halloween month. And yeah. that could be a fun one for people to consider. So it could be. What, The Exorcist? Yeah. Or, 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 or uh, Eras Tour. <laughs> Well, that's what um, we'll debate next week. Is that a horror movie? The Ares Tour will be a bonus episode hosted entirely by me. It's fine. <laughs> We're just going to sit and talk about I wanna it. I want to see it. Okay. Yeah, go, you, I let's scared. do it. I ain't never scared. I don't know. Is, uh, I, I probably is, won't be able to sing, but I want to go. Is, is your girlfriend a Swifty? We, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm at the same level as you. Like, I like Taylor Swift just as much as anyone. I'm not a part of any kind of, like, hardcore fandom, but, like, I will go and uh, appreciate the songs and the music and be a part of the whole experience for the fun of it. Mm. Mm. I don't uh, want to be a part of the experience. That sounds, that sounds atrocious. You're scared. You're scared. I just want to be in, in a, I just want to be, a private showing would be amazing. Do you know, <laughs> again, without having to ask you to go into the nitty gritty, do you know what song turned Nikki around? Um, I gotta know the song. <laughs> Hang on, let me text her real quick. No, oh, don't make it a whole thing though. <laughs> oh, oh man. Because because she when she she threaded something about the other day, and I was like, I thought she didn't like Taylor, but I could be wrong. I couldn't remember. Um. Well, all right. Text is sent. Um, it was one of the more recent ones. I can't remember what yeah, it was. I'm sure it would but, be uh, to, uh, to do that. Not to bring things down too much, but um, Jimmy Buffett died. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And I completely forgot, but I saw uh, his his Jurassic World cameo getting spread around. You guys remember mm-hmm. his yes. cameo in Jurassic World? No. There's a Margaritaville in Jurassic World. And when and the then, pterodactyls attack it, he is seen double-fisting margaritas and running away. Well, I tried to drink one. It's clearly Jimmy Buffett. He doesn't speak a word. He's just in the background. It's, <laughs> it's a great fantastic. way to handle Jimmy Buffett right there. I know. Uh, I know. So the, the song from Nikki was uh, Bigger Than the Whole Sky. Oh, that's a great song. Okay. Bigger Than the Whole Sky. So that's uh, that was what turned her around. Yeah, that's a great and song. And she's been uh, getting very deep into it lately. Well, good. But she's sort of hate followed Swift for so long that she kind of knows all of the the lore. Anyway, it happens. Um, Jimmy Buffett's great. I've been. Uh, my wife told me yesterday morning when it happened, so uh, I had to go and get uh, go and get the morning donuts for uh, for the crew. So I just listened to Jimmy Buffett the whole way to and fro. You know, son of a sailor, pirate looks at forty. Uh, obviously, Margaritaville can't leave that one out. Cheeseburger uh, in paradise. Cheeseburger in paradise. Um, so, uh, five o'clock somewhere, obviously his, his, uh, his, his feature on Alan Jackson's tune. But then also, um, do you remember Josh when he did like a super group of, uh, country singers singing, Hey, good looking. Do you remember that? I listened to that yesterday. Yeah. yeah. It's got like Clint Black, Toby Keith, uh, who else? George Strait. George Strait. It's a great lineup. Kenny Chesney. Oh yeah. yeah. 
Kenny Chesney, the the rightful heir to whatever Jimmy Buffett owned, I guess. Uh, oh yeah, he's yeah. the only the, other island guy that exists. Puka Shell's country, yeah. yeah. No shoes country. I guess that's the that should be what it's called. That's the name of his XM station is No Shoes Radio. So oh. no no shoes country music. Uh, and uh i mean it was kind of funny because i remember um jimmy it felt like every three years jimmy buffett would be on cmt handing the puka shells to someone else like it was kenny chesney and then like it was alan jackson after alan jackson did five o'clock somewhere and then he was like it's zach brown band now because zach had like three or four uh, beach songs on his first album and uh, and then he featured on one of their on their second album as well but uh, yeah, uh, it's an interesting. I've seen a lot of like AP articles and Rolling Stone doing a, little, a couple different features on uh, on Buffett and like his. Uh, he did something that only only some artists managed to do, and that's like he created a character for himself, right? Like a very specific brand unto his own, and that was like Beach Bum Music, right? And like nobody else really, when you think of uh, when you think of, of that brand, it's like he's his own genre, right? Mm-hmm. And like some people just manage to carve out the niche for themselves. And so, uh, you know, <laughs> what yeah, if my, I, yeah. My understanding of, of Jimmy Buffett's career is that he tried to get started in Nashville and it didn't work out. So he said, screw this and started playing island music. And people were like, yeah, that's what we're talking about. He is such <laughs> a generational type person. Yeah. That, uh, like, you know, but also at the same time, he spans generations, Jimmy Buffett. Mm. He does. Uh, yeah. It, God, I've been shocked. He is, he's the only one to, you know what? You could make an argument that like Kenny Chesney almost falls into that category of like when the sun goes down, kind of he's, like oh, Jimmy Buffett type thing. He is but, definitely uh, the heir apparent of Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. He's Kenny Chesney. Yeah. Um, outside of that, it's just. But him. I've been I've been shocked just looking at TikTok and Instagram, the number of really young people who have been mm-hmm. like devastated. Young people yeah. and old people really like it. Is, like you get in that mid range and it's like eh, whatever. But then you get like now, you know outside that that middle demographic. That's where Jimmy mm-hmm. Buffett thrives. Now, 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 radio isn't what it used to be. Mm-mm. But I remember when I worked when I worked in radio, Josh Garrett. You may remember this as well. But when I worked in radio, Jimmy Buffett, specifically Margaritaville, was the only song that was on every format. It was in. I didn't it was know that. In contemporary country. It was in, uh, you know, like gold, like old country. It was on ninety-two, you know, it was on, it was on classic rock station, and it would be occasionally featured on like adult contempo, just because, like, like specific. It just, it just, it's just a vibe, and it just fits. It fits country mentality. It fits classic rock mentality. Like, it's just, uh, he, he's just, he has no, he has no specific brand. And I just always thought that was funny, is that I could be listening to the classic rock station and Margaritaville be playing. And I could switch over to country, and all of a sudden, Margaritaville was playing. And I just thought that was thought that was so funny. He is the living, breathing island David Pumpkins. <laughs> I'm Jimmy Buffett. I'm Jimmy He's Des his Buffett. own thing. He's his own thing. Uh, Margaritaville is number initial. six on the Spotify charts right now. Wow. Oh man, great song. Uh, I was specifically, you know, I was always specifically a big fan of Pirate Looks at Forty. I just thought that was such a fun, uh, fun, wistful song. He's got a couple of good wistful songs that people need to check. We're gonna out. have anyway. to we're gonna have to gather the band and and go up to Margaritaville and and toast a pair. Is, is there a Tulsa Margaritaville? At, at there River is. Spirit. It's a, he yeah. was he was here several years ago to open it. Uh, Not even several. Slots, honestly, I don't go think to the five o'clock somewhere bar. We'll have a good time. 
We need to do a. We need. I've to do, heard it's are, the best part of, of River Spirit. Like it's really nice. Like since they've added it, we already Wait did. Until the crowd dies down, though. We already did Surf's Up, but we should do like a beach movie month uh, one of these days. In mm. honor, of, in honor of Buffett. I can I can get into that. I can get into that mm. idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. From Justin to Kelly. Uh, uh, you know what are some of the old? The, be- the beach makes the beach you old. The beach <laughs> makes you old. I liked that movie though. Is the problem? I know it's not. It was bad. pretty it's good. Not... Oh man. Um. 